sage when you walked in Cause I have no idea where you've been What kind of energy you conjuring What kind of spells this you be This is Cheers and Queers, a boozy podcast about black queer life. I am Kyria and I am a cranky. <laughs> I am Ishoke and I am a hot sad. So follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is cheers, the letter and queers. Use the hashtag cheers, the letter and queers, plural, because there's two of us. Hey, that's how math works. Two of us. Um, to contribute to the conversation and let us know what you're drinking and why you listen and chat with other queers. So first, how can you support this podcast? You can become a patron. The link to our Patreon is in our show notes, or you can just search Cheers and Queers on the Patreon site. I would like to thank KL for being our very first patron. Yeah, Thanks, KL. And we are really excited to continue making this podcast because people are going to help fund continuing making the That's podcast. Right. Yeah. And if you don't have the coins, that's cool, too. You can rate us on iTunes. It helps people find the podcast. It bumps us up in the Apple podcast searches and, you know, algorithms. That's it. That's <laughs> you left that hanging. Yeah, <laughs> algorithms. algorithms. Boom. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, we're really excited to to do this episode because we have something special for you. That used to be something regular, but it, it's. Yeah, Agala. but uh, let's check in. Let's check uh, in. Introduce the check in. If you want me to give it to you. So our check-in today is your pronoun, your favorite color, your favorite animal, and your favorite ocean, right? And you have to say why each of those things is your favorite. Okay, should I go first since you instructed it so beautifully? You okay, should go okay. first. Uh, so my name is Kiri. My pronouns are she and her or femme if he nasty. My favorite color. So I'm really going with the todayness of this because I don't really have mm-hmm. favorite colors. I'm actually, okay. That Here tracks. I am overthinking it uh, <laughs> as usual. But I'm wearing like a mustard yellow, which is one of my favorite colors. Mm-hmm. But I'm also wearing a burgundy panties, which is my <laughs> earlier favorite color in like my very scorpionic teen years. So I'm going to and then my my scarf, which is a mic sling in my podcast closet, is also yellowish gold and burgundy. So I'm going to be a bitch and say that both of those are my favorite color. <laughs> but why? Uh, right. um, because it's sexy <laughs> and. <laughs> No, uh-huh. And also, um, I have a thing. I'm, you know, budding in my relationship to um, Yoruba African derived religions. And um, I was waiting for uh-huh. this one. And <laughs> so I'd be working out some colors, yellow for my deities and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, can I move on from that and go on to favorite animal? Okay. Yeah, yeah, favorite yeah. animal. <sighs> Hard. Okay, birds. I'm really into birds right now. And um, a red-tailed hawk I have a really special relationship with. Um, birds mm-hmm. really find me and have found me in my life. So I love the. And I'm going to talk more about why I'm obsessed with birds later in the podcast. Or how I'm, <laughs> how I'm currently obsessed with birds later in the podcast. Um, and 
yeah, red-tailed hawk is just like this beautiful. So birds are dinosaurs and they're super scary um, and amazing and beautiful. And I um, and a hawk specifically is like emblematic of vision and visionaryness. My brain is so slow today, but that's what I got for you. Favorite mm-hmm. ocean is the Pacific because I'm a West Coast baby and it's big and beautiful. Mm. It's cold. It's not welcoming. It's not a place that you really want to go swimming. I mean, if you're like out in Hawaii, cool, cool. If you're like down by the equator, cool. Where I grew up, the Pacific is brutal. It's cold and salty and mean, um, but it's really, really beautiful. I don't know if any of those are the right answer. Did I get it right? Did I get it right? There's okay, no great. right answer. <laughs> Welcome to Scorpio's Be Like. Um, <laughs> um. Uh, cool. So I'm going to give the answers that I gave when I like first had these questions asked to me. So my pronouns are she, her, and ma'am. I said that recently. And now people just keep saying underneath all of my performances, like she said her pronouns are ma'am and she didn't stutter. And it really just affirms. Lovely. <laughs> So many things in my heart. My favorite color is purple. Uh, It has been purple for like my whole life. It might be hereditary. My mama's favorite color is purple. My sister's favorite color is purple. And like if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know, like I didn't actually grow up with my mom. So like it's something I discovered later Mm -hmm. in life. But it's like regal. I love like dark purples, like sunset purples, like the purple of like close to like where the flame gets so hot that it disappears like that kind of purple and like it's it's always it feels like both inviting and mysterious like it's like and welcome to my Scorpio rising It, it feels like a way to like be like hey like this is important and exciting but also like you will never understand all of it and you just got okay so my favorite animal is a Siberian tiger they are fiercely independent they need a lot of territory to like live and they have been hunted damn near to extinction but they survive in one of the harshest environments on Mm. the planet right and they're like huge animals they have to eat all kinds of stuff to like stay alive and they're like beautiful like they're just striking to look Mm -hmm. at if you can find one, because they'll also be like, you can't see That's me. a visual joke. Ishoke was covering her eyes and <laughs> totally disappeared. I couldn't see her at all. <laughs> see? Object permanence. Yeah. So they're they're really good at hiding. They're really good at hunting. And they are really good at being like, all of this, like, however many hundreds of square miles is See, mine. I feel like Siberian Tiger is an answer I would have had in, like, the third grade. But your answer was far more sophisticated than I would have had. So, well done. <laughs> um, it's been the same right. since the third grade Accurate. great uh because when i say things like a triceratops teachers are like eh, you can't be your favorite answer and i'm like why because i'm a girl anyway oh, sexism boo eh. <laughs> um and so my favorite body of water is the atlantic i am an east coast girl that's that's like the ocean mm. to me it's the ocean that I have been on both sides of. It's also like as I've like gotten older and like also like started to connect with like African traditional religions, like it's the ocean where like the remains of our ancestors are. Mm. And, yes. you know, like that energy is not mm. something that I mm. could have really told you about mm. when I was a kid. But like both of my parents will tell you I have always been mm a beach ass baby Mm. like (laughs) I've always been one of those kids who's like 
let's go to the beach. Let's get in the water right now. Let's go. There's like some very cute pictures of Mimi in my like early 90s baby wear. It's a lot of colors <laughs> just like on the beach like. So that's that is my favorite. Um, be- lovely. My favorite body of water. Should we introduce our guests um, and let them answer? Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Great. Don't you get a little bored doing what you did before? Don't you feel a little numb doing what you always done? Don't you really want? My name is B Steadwell. My pronouns, I I kind of don't care, so just say them with love, and I and I'm into it. My favorite animal currently is the spotted jaguar, which uh, a friend of mine told me <laughs> is my spirit animal, and I looked it up, and I was like, that is a thick cat, and that cat is hot, and I'm and I'm into it. <laughs> It's just, it's just black with like majestic spots and it's thick. I don't know. I, I'm into it. Um, <laughs> look it up, man. Spotted, spotted jaguar. And my favorite ocean also is the Atlantic. Like you showed But why? Wait, so why is the spotted jaguar your favorite animal? I mean, I love cats. Hashtag Leo. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> right. I'm not, we're, we don't have to get into that, but I, oh, but I just will. feel like yeah. they're <laughs> mysterious and they're just like, they're just like every move is just, is just like a slow dance and they're just, ah, I don't know. I just respect them. And, um, mm. and this cat again is just, is just, is like very thick and muscular and just looks fierce <laughs> Um, Mm. and so, and I've never seen one obviously in real life, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) but I don't know. I, it, when I look at it, it's the, it's actually the background of my phone right now. When I look at (laughs) it, it's amazing. It it just makes me like, I don't know. It makes me like feel things like, like I'm going to get you. (laughs) Oh my God. You know? Okay. So I don't know. The audience listening at home. In a sexy way. She was not kidding. We're it gonna is the put, background. Uh, we're gonna put phone. a link. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put a link we're to this link. this one. If you were that's a, that's a hardcore if cat. If you were another right person there. in this world, I'd be like, oh my god, that is so corny. But instead, it's it, really hot. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with it. <laughs> I think that's your superpower. We'll get into it. But you, yes, you have this ability to pull off corny uh, sexiness. Like corny is amazing. Yeah, it's kind of my job. <laughs> Yep. All right, so that's your favorite animal. Yeah. Um, tell us about your favorite color. Oh, my favorite color is green. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And it, I, I don't. And this cat again is just, is just, is like very thick and muscular and just looks fierce. <laughs> um, mm. And so, and I've never seen one obviously in real life, but, um, <laughs> but I don't know. I, it, when I look at it. It's the it's actually the background of my phone right now. When I look at <laughs> That's it, it's amazing. It, it just makes me like, I don't know. It makes me like feel things. That's a cat. Like like I'm gonna get you. <laughs> oh my god. You know. Okay, so I don't know. For the in, audience listening at in home, in a sexy way. She was not kidding. We're it gonna is the put, background. Uh, we're gonna put phone. a link. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put a link we're to this put a link. this one. If you were. That's a, <laughs> That's a hardcore cat. If you were another right person there. in this world, I'd be like, oh my God, that is so corny. But instead, it's it, really hot. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with it. 
I think that's your superpower. We'll get into it. But you, yes, you have this ability to pull off corny uh, sexiness. Like, corny is amazing. Yeah, it's kind of my job. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So that's your favorite animal. Um, Tell us about your favorite color. Oh, my favorite color is green. Um, mm-hmm. and it, I, I don't wear a lot of green. I don't have a lot of green around, but, but I love trees and I, I feel like green is, is the color that gives me peace, mm. you know? Mm. And it's like, I don't know. It's, I just love to be surrounded with like plants and, mm. and grass and leaves and trees and something about that is, is calming and feels peaceful for me. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes okay, sense. Okay, it's okay. Yeah. Why the hell do we have to do that? What's going on? <laughs> wait, no, wait. I still have to find out these like favorite like oh, body okay, of water. Sorry, I'm jumping. Oh I'm yeah. Excited. Um, <laughs> your uh, your okay, your answer was basically exactly what I would say. I I was a water baby. I was in the ocean all the time in the Atlantic, North Carolina, and uh, Massachusetts. Just in the water in the ocean all day. And I I love like getting in the ocean no matter where I am or what ocean it is. Same. <laughs> um, but that's that's probably like the the deepest roots that I have in in a body of water. Mm. Yeah. Thank okay. you. Yeah. And now for the okay, big reveals. <clears throat> okay, so your favorite color represents like how you see yourself, right? How you view your own personality. Like huh. the ways in which you like reflect and and understand yourself and how you show up in the world, right? Wait, go on. Okay. Your favorite animal is what it is that you would want in an ideal partner. Oh. <laughs> and then True. your favorite body of water is the truth about how you view your own sexuality and in particular your attitude towards Oh no, sex. I said cold and and unpleasant. <laughs> that is, which to me was really funny. Because <laughs> I was like, that's no. that's wait, I don't understand how to translate that. So <laughs> Okay. So, so like, how you describe like, the, wa- the water or Yeah, so it's real oh, that's okay. why I was like, tell me why. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Okay. Okay. Oh. Okay, wait, can I can uh, I let me retrograde? I'm gonna retrograde my answer. <laughs> Thank of course you. you are. I have permission to have <laughs> consent from the moderator. Okay. Go thanks. on. Go on. Okay. So I said Pacific. I'm going to stick with it. I'm, I'm not going to change the answer, but I'm going to change my response, which is because <laughs> I did say, okay, okay, okay. How deep do I want to get right now? Okay. 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 So I've been learning about my chart. <laughs> thanks. Thanks, Chani. Get the book. <laughs> um, and we got it. Chani Nicholas here. will link it in the notes, show notes. Uh, you can do your own chart. It'll change your life. Watch out, though. Hold on to your butt and have a stiff cocktail and a friend on Listen, the line. Listen, your edges, right. your eyebrows, everything. Just like. Oof. So I am. So obviously I'm a Scorpio son, which already is like sexually intimidating to the mass culture. Right. That's that's what we're told. Right. Mm. Oh, oh. Mm. <laughs> hold on a moment, guest. <laughs> OK, OK. <laughs> Um, and then we have <laughs> a whole ass song about it. We'll give you your yeah. time. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, and then we have I'm a Leo moon with a Capricorn rising. So all, all my shit's fucked up. But the, the long and the short of it is this. 
I have earth all over my chart, which is trying to landlock me down. And that's like how I often feel safe mm. and stabilized and how I fight and how I love all of those signs. The Venus, the Mars are in Capricorn. Right. But my moon and my sun are these really sexually like voracious signs. So I, ha- I, f- I have often said I may have said this on before in the podcast that I have an ocean inside of me that I'm a little bit afraid mm. of. We've talked about right. this mm. in yeah. our like deep water stuff that we'd be talking about bringing it full circle (laughs) we might have talked about this on the podcast we might have talked about this maybe at a birthday party (laughs) so bringing it back full circle i still i said the pacific was big and intimidating and beautiful and a little unpleasant Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i'm just gonna (laughs) run with it i'm just gonna own it i'm gonna say that's that is a little bit how i feel about my sexuality so there okay redeemed i don't know thank you (laughs) Did I just <laughs> dig a deeper hole and make everyone afraid of me? Probably, yes. That's fine. People who are into it are, are always going to be into it. Like that's that's that is the thing I have discovered about like my Scorpio like self is like people who are into it are into it, and people who are afraid of it not are not. I want to talk more about your big thick cat. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it feels right. It feels right to me. <laughs> and then again, listeners at home is B's ideal lover. <laughs> I'm into it. I'm there. So uh, please write that down. Just like write it like thick cat thick <laughs> equals partner. Cat. Yes. Okay. So we haven't done the formal intro yet and we are going to. Sorry, this is a little bit by the state of our pants, but I just want everyone to know <laughs> listeners at home that B. Sedwell is a phenomenal singer, songwriter, and all kinds of other forays Director, into the arts and performing writer, arts. So we are all the things. clowning this very brilliant person who has a very strong command of language and uh, uh, sexual energies through the musics and all this stuff. So that's a little bit where all this is coming from. It's true. But before we get into the formal interview, should we do our Boozy 15? Let's do it! All right. So I trolled the internet and found a summery drink. It's called the Virgin Paloma. It's a grapefruit-based drink. I love things with, like, lime and grapefruit and, like, Mm. that are, like, that taste, like, bright and summery. So this is very lovely and refreshing. What do you think? And and also, we are sans booze in our cocktail this week. So Correct. if you're taking notes at home and you're trying to make a recipe book of Cheers and Queers, this is for your um, mocktail section. Mm-hmm. I love it. What do you think, B? Oh yeah, it's great. I'm I'm a mocktail person. I'm I'm super sober, so this is a great treat. And I love <laughs> I love grapefruit. So and and the salt, right? It's yeah. a really really nice touch. Yeah, that's yeah, the secret savory. touch is like you think like, OK, yeah, grapefruit and lime and soda like that. Mm-hmm. And, and honey, yeah, that makes sense. But when you put the salt in, it really gives it a little like mm, yeah. exciting's happening here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I will put the recipe in the show notes and you, too, mm-hmm. can have a Paloma. Mm-hmm. And if you're bougie like me, you'll put in your Himalayan pink salt. Ooh. Oh, wow. <laughs> Sam. <laughs> I see you, girl. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Very cute. 
Now, for the best part, B. Yeah. Who are you? <laughs> what do you do? And why do you do it? Oh, okay. That's so many things. Um, it what is, is it my is. life purpose? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a notch down yeah, from I, life purpose and just like, what are you up to right now? Well, it's, I mean, it, okay. it's, yeah. So I'm, huh, hmm. I'm a musician and a storyteller, which means whatever medium uh, makes the most sense for the story. And I mostly make music because I love love songs. I love pop songs. I love R&B. I love soul. And I didn't really see my story or my image reflected in any of those mm. genres. And I had to do a lot of translating. And so I just sort of wanted to create like sweet, corny, fun, <laughs> lovey stories and moments that that placed my, you know, identity or somebody who looks like me, you know, mm -hmm. like black queer mm -hmm. people, black queer women at the center and in hopes that it, you know, in one way, like heals me in making it. And then hopefully heals or or, you know, not necessarily heals, but makes other makes other people <clears throat> like me feel seen and feel human and silly and goofy and, you know, whatever else pop music can do to you. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. That's pretty much it. That's pretty great. It's <laughs> brilliant. Thanks. actually. Well, and so I we want to talk about your your latest album. And I definitely hear so much of that, like pop and R&B fandom in there. <laughs> yeah. But before we do, you also do other things that are not just music. Am I correct? Yeah. Do you want to speak yes. a little bit about that? Um, sure. Yeah. I, I got an MFA in, in film and... MFA? Um, woo! <laughs> yeah. You survived trauma of an institution. <laughs> yes. And now Good I'm deep, deep in debt. It's great. Woo -woo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, I um, so I make films. Hopefully one day I'll, I'll do a feature. That's a, that's a life goal. But mm. so far, just like shorts and music, music videos. And musicals? And yeah, and I and I this <laughs> I was getting there this past year. I, I wrote uh, a musical called A Letter to My Ex and we mm. um, pro produced it in D.C. twice and in Oakland once. And um, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't call myself a playwright or th that. It just it just that's that was the medium that made m the most sense for that kind of story. And it's it was very different from anything I'd done. But it was amazing mm. and a blast. And mm. um, so, yeah, so it's it's a it's a lot of different things. That's great. And, yeah. and us New Yorkers are just going to cry about <laughs> not having seen it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which hopefully pandemic, you know, notwithstanding, we will get to see it sometime. One day. Um, yeah. Let's, 2021. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Let's go for that. At least. Yeah. Um, but I, I really relate. I am. A, I am a playwright who accidentally mm. finds herself making music. So, yes. you know, opposite side, yes. <laughs> <Same> journey. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So I really relate. And yeah, it's just, you know, I feel that and maybe you could tell me if you relate to this, but I feel like as a creative, there are 
there are times in which we, and as a trained creative as well, there are times in which we are like, okay, I'm going to put my creative energy into this craft that I have developed. And then there are times mm-hmm. when it's like, oh, this is happening to me. Right. And I'm going to see what happens. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's, it's cool. Like, I, I think the, the, the inner critic is sort of like, you don't know mm-hmm. how to do this. You didn't go to school for this. You, you don't know what you're doing. Like, mm-hmm. like there, yep. there are so many things in us and in other people that will say like, you're not allowed to do music. You're not allowed to do playwriting, whatever. And it's mm-hmm. like, if that's how the story is telling itself in your spirit, then like what, you know, yeah. yeah. What are you going to do? What are you gonna do? Yeah. do it, make it. <laughs> but yeah, let's talk about succulent. i said this before and i like think it like deserves a space in the podcast um i have played songs of this album for my pole friends Mm. for my burlesque friends for like my cam girlfriends and they're like oh bitch Mm. this is it and i'm like yes this is it (laughs) yes and oh, thanks for being so. part of the part of the street team, the promotional yeah. team. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Uh, meanwhile, I just listened on my own and it was one of those experiences where like I'm like bopping along out of my headphones and I'm like, oh, is anybody watching me right now? I'm getting really warm. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. It's a really sexy album. And I'm not just Ugh, saying that. Like, is. I don't, I don't fly compliment compliments around for no reason. Like, it's, it's you have like this is what I, you know. I'm clowning you, but I'm serious. Like, you you have an ability to like. I feel like I go straight to the sort of like, I mean, even the title, right? Like succulent, right? Like again, in other contexts, you know, especially if you're like a cis dude, it'd be like, oh, shut up. <laughs> but there's a right. way which I feel like you're writing that, like in the way of some of our R and B faves, right? Like. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't I mean, I just clowned on cis dudes, but some cis dudes in my childhood did get it right. Like I was a genuine fan. Right. <laughs> and so like yeah. pony corny as hell. But I love me some pony. Also, oh, great. great. It just works. <laughs> yeah. I don't, yeah. So mm-hmm. I feel like you have command yeah. of that in the way that few cis dudes do and maybe <laughs> probably more queers do than are recognized <laughs> in the popular culture. But. Right. You're doing right. something Facts. very much right. It, I mean, is that part of your mission? Is just like is like putting sex on, into songs, or is that just in, this album? Mm. Or I mean, I think this album. I was like, I was writing songs that were about sex at the time, and I and I felt moved to make an, a whole album sort of about sex because one, so much of my past few albums have been really sad mm. and about, you know, kind of like true, heartbreak. But I'm and, so into it. I know, it's great. It's like fun. It's to like, you know, it's cathartic. I really wanted to, to do something fun mm-hmm. and light mm. and like just talk about being a fuck boy, talk about being trash, talk about <laughs> casual sex and like, and yeah, and just have fun. And and also on top of that, I've I've always been very shy and weird about mm. expressing explicitly expressing my sexuality on, like on stage really i don't know why never yeah guessed. It's, yeah <laughs> it's weird like I, as a member of the b street team for like at least 10 years and like sort of a watching <laughs> you evolve in like 
like the way that you sort of show up on stage and that having been to approximately all of your shows that you've ever done in New York, <laughs> it has like your your expression at least on the outside looking in mm-hmm. has evolved yeah. and I think oh, that yeah. to me is like I've always been like yeah look at her go mm. yeah <laughs> no yeah absolutely like like I sing I sing a cover of pony you know and yes you do and i'm almost like embarrassed yes, i mean i you wait do. Can, are we allowed to link it into this podcast <laughs> you can absolutely i will it's find old, it but it's old yes. but it's i didn't it's even fine. know i didn't even know i just yeah i mean i totally knew I t- it was planned mm-hmm. but it's like i don't know there's something about like i i'm not when you think about those those 90s r&b guys mm-hmm. they were very you know they would pull up their shirt and have the six pack and do and do moves and it's like, I'm like, I'm just not that guy at all. I'm pretty goofy, pretty nerdy. And it's like, yeah. so so that kind of expression of sexuality, it just is really awkward for me. But it's but the album helped me to yeah. to, to face that, I guess, a little mm. and 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 play with it and mess with it and see sexuality as that like 90s R&B guy, but also as this like goofy, nerdy depressed <laughs> queer person yeah you know like that's all of too. the all of the facets yeah, yeah. I think it is yeah, I, yeah. I mean that's why it's so enjoyable I think it's because it's well-rounded it's not just like one thing that's that's awesome which is okay you wanted to ask about that specifically right I think that I like you said like this album is is feels so very different mm-hmm. from the ones that came before it and I I was for me, I was like, ooh, <laughs> uh, like it felt like a new way of inviting us into into your process and your understanding mm-hmm. and into like how you were sort of walking through the world. And like I, I am definitely interested in hearing more about like where this sort of transition was from like mm-hmm. jaded and breakup songs and like queer love songs to succulent. Yeah, well, the the other the other piece that happened between queer love songs and succulent was was the musical um a letter mm-hmm. to my ex and that also is is just really like a an epic like it's a breakup story and it's about it's a it's ultimately about finding or rediscovering self-love and 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 just growing you know and mm-hmm. so after doing that <laughs> after doing that production a couple times i think that you know not only was I feeling more whole and more self sufficient mm. and like happy, I don't know, like happy alone, but also I was like just ready for other things for dating, mm-hmm. for like, you know, being light and silly for, mm-hmm. yeah. For just like having a different tone, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. than like the, uh, epic heart, breaking you know moments mm-hmm. um even though the musical is ha- is funny like there are, there's mm-hmm. a lot of like funny and light moments but mm-hmm. the whole thing is <laughs> is it's hard it's it's heavy so um mm, yeah. i think that's when it sort of shifted when i really needed it to you know be lighter yeah. that makes a lot of sense uh, um i have a question about weight specifically on the mm. on succulent which to me had a big prince feel is that I that's awesome I don't (laughs) there was something rhythmically about it it reminded me of a Prince song cool Mm -hmm. yeah that song was a very weird mystery to me I um (laughs) the spirit of Prince visited you and you know yeah it's very strange I I wrote I wrote like the key like the piano part Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. which was very like typical kind of soul R&B vibes. And then and then I did the vocal parts, which felt very like doo-wop. You know, mm-hmm. and then I had somebody come in and play keys mm. to replace the keys that I played. And he's very good. And he gave it like a jazz vibe. Mm. And I don't know when we were mixing it. I was like, I don't even know what this song is anymore. <laughs> I don't know what <laughs> I you know, I was just like, it's I is it I it was confusing. Mm. And um, <laughs> I think that's good when you when you don't know mm-hmm. what it is. You're just like, mm. it's something well, let me respond to that as an artist who has her own sort of, you know, relationship with whether I believe in yeah. my own art or not. And I think I think it, I think Real. it can be it can be good and it can also be terrifying. Right. It can be like I, and I don't know if this is what you mean, but for me, there, there comes a moment when. So every once in a while I have the moment where I write something and I. I feel it like it, I literally get goosebumps in my own work. That's not mm. typical, right? That's like every once in a while, right? And then there's usually the like, yeah. yeah, I think I think I said what I meant to say. And then there's, for me, sometimes like, I don't know if I have any taste anymore. I don't know if I should <laughs> yeah. have been writing this at all. And I'm like, mm. it was it. So and sometimes I have enough and I'm a perfectionist. And I don't know if that's something you relate to. <laughs> I see you nodding mm-hmm. vig- vigorously. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So that for me, that's terrifying. <laughs> and I'm trying as a practice to lean more into it's okay if you don't know. You can trust the people around you. You can, I, I guess I'm asking maybe how do you, how do you lean into that? I don't know what this is, but I'm going to release it anyway. As opposed to, I don't know what this is, so I'm going to throw it away or shelve it. Oh, sometimes I do throw it away. <laughs> I think it's just a matter of whether you feel something or not Mm. and whether and yeah, like having people who you trust to tell you the truth Um, because I sent it out. I sent this, that tune out and, and people said that a lot of people said that was their favorite song. And I was like, I, that's awesome. I have no idea what it sounds like anymore, but there was a song on, on queer love songs that I I, I took off the album because I didn't feel it. You know, I didn't feel anything and I didn't know what it was. And it was just like, Mm. yeah, it felt not like I don't know what it is Mm. in a good way. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. it felt like Mm. just messy. So I think, yeah, I think it's just like how it makes you feel, how it makes your audience feel. Yeah, I heard you almost leaning into a body knowledge like I didn't know what it was, but I felt it as opposed to I don't know what this was and it wasn't giving me a physical physiological yeah. reaction i wasn't getting knowledge that way totally yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah definitely been home practice for like body arts is hard uh because right. like mm. oftentimes like studio space is like what tells you like oh it's time to yeah it's time to tune in tune into mm. yourself it's time to like sit in your psoas or sit in your like mid-back mm. and like discover the feelings that are there right and so what I think has been really exciting and like part of the reason why I've been like no y'all need to listen to this album is because it it helps me sort of like find like places in my body it it, it, because it makes me feel things it's like okay I feel a thing Mm -hmm. where do I feel the thing like let's move Mm -hmm. and like let that body part be the lead Mm -hmm. right and like let's move and like like 
figure out like what the, what are the shapes that need to like be expressed, right? Mm-hmm. What are the feelings that need to happen? What are the colors that I need to like move through? And I think that it's hard to find music mm-hmm. like that. And so when I do, like I send it out to folks who I know are also sort of in like somatic healing practices and like are using like movement and dance to do that. And I'm, I'm always like, this is it. Like this is put this on the rotation Yeah. Um, because it's so important to like be able to find things that help you like cue into that body knowledge. Yeah. Mm. Well, I appreciate that. There's one more thing I want to talk about about the album specifically before we maybe get a little broader, which is if you could talk about the Thirst Trap video. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I would love to talk about that video. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I I actually had the idea to do this this kind of collective video before quarantine. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And Mm. it turned out that that quarantine was uh, quite helpful in being able to (laughs) collect these videos because people had more time Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. theory right and but basically yeah i was like maybe you can describe the video before you talk about yeah so well the song the story of the song is is you know you're dating someone they've ghosted you Mm -hmm. and you're like i'm gonna i'm gonna put my ass on the internet i'm gonna (laughs) you know i'm gonna put it all out there it's gonna be a hot ass picture it's going to be a s- series of pictures, whatever. Who does that? It's nobody true. does that. And nobody. About? Video, right? maybe. <laughs> I don't know. And, uh, <laughs> and so I asked everyone that I could find to send me a, a thirst trap video, just dancing to the song, doing whatever they wanted to do, wearing whatever they wanted to wear. And basically I edited these videos together <laughs> to the song. And that's the video. It's just a bunch of us. It's so good. <laughs> it's a blast. <laughs> it's really, really, I mean, <laughs> I was like blushing every video I got. I was like, wow, this is fun. And, you know, everybody was vulnerable yeah. in, in their video. In their own like way, too. Yes, yes. In their own way, like they're not wearing a lot of clothes, a lot of them. Mm-hmm. They're dancing. People who don't really usually dance or dancing um and and just like being embracing owning their sexy yeah. whatever whatever it is um mm-hmm. so yeah that's that's the video it, and it i mean i think and you said this a little you say this a little bit in the preamble of the video but it, it accidentally moved from like you know silly breakup you know <laughs> self-deprecating to like really profound like meditation on like sexiness (laughs) yeah yeah it was it was exciting I don't know it was exciting to to feel like I like there was a moment where I was worried for some of the people in the video who are not like whatever traditionally you know gendered Mm -hmm. or whatever Mm. traditionally conventionally sexy whatever you want to say and I was like what if people you know make bad comments or like yeah you know Mm -hmm. I was just like felt protective of them and then I was like I'm not gonna allow comments on the video perfect and and you know these folks know they knew what they were signing up for and Mm -hmm. it means more to put their their an hour I'll say like images out there than to to be scared and, you know, mm-hmm. sort of like hide them away. Yeah. And and I would say like the variation on sexiness isn't just like body types. It's also like 
performance of of sexuality and like sex appeal. Like right. there are people that are like burlesque performers. Yeah. And then there are people yeah. that are like, I'm <laughs> playing with this blanket on my couch. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 I loved all it's, of it. Like it was so A it was fun to like see my friends. I was like, wow, hi friends. Um but B, <laughs> it was fun to just see how people took the directive mm-hmm. of like like I like I saw the post on Instagram of like and I made a video and then didn't send it. Yeah, to you and I was going to go there <laughs> like oh, ah, called out. Sorry. Come on now. Called out Come on now. Effect. It's in it's in my phone. <laughs> I will send it. <sighs> Just for fun. Uh, <laughs> blast. <laughs> um because I like I made this video and then I was like, "Oh shit." You surprised yourself? <laughs> this is Yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, we're going to have to. Yes. Um, (laughs) And so for me, like, it was so, I was so, like, I was so drawn in by people saying, like, this is it. Like, this is what, this is what this directive of, like, sexy and sensual and, like, inviting or alluring or teasing. Like, this is what that means to me. And, like, here's how it looks in my body. Mm -hmm. And, like, that to me, like was so to me that was so like powerful and it like really drew me in to to like absorbing the content and and then I like sent it out. I was like, look at this shit. Yeah, it's great. I was so glad to be turned out to it. So yeah, we'll we'll link to that in the <laughs> show notes as well. I'ma put my ass on the internet. I'ma find a wifey in Atlanta. Haven't met her yet. I'ma find a better man. I'ma find a gentleman. Shit, at least the internet will give me some attention. You'll be so. Let's um. So we've talked a lot about your work, and now we want to talk about the world we're living in right now. All of us. Ishoka, do you want to do you want to orient us in case you're listening from the future or an alien planet? What's happening in the world? (laughs) Girl, I don't even know. Literally, the in the notes, it says what all is even happening anymore. (laughs) That's what it says. Mm-hmm. Well, let, let's timestamp it. Today is, oh no, now I have to know the date of the week. It is a Monday, I think. June. It's, it's Monday, June 22nd. It is Octavia Butler's birthday. Oh, snap. Oh. We did not plan around that, but happy birthday, Octavia Butler. We didn't. <laughs> we'll come back to that another but episode. But obviously she's a yeah. cancer. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. That does make um, sense. We are... Um, <laughs> In a couple weeks out from mass protests for the recent publicized murders of several black people, cis men, cis women, trans women, trans men, most of these murders by police, some unknown and and just brutal. And mass protests have been all over the country and the world. There's been protests across the globe. I just read on Twitter yesterday that Japan had its first ever Black Lives Matter march. 3,500 wow. strong, uh, which is not mm. bad for Back it Japan. up, Japan. <laughs> and then we are also four months into global pandemic officially being... Temporal degradation. Right. Who knows? <laughs> but yeah, m- most of in New York, we're still sheltering in place. So that's softly opening up. You're in Philadelphia. What's the mandate there? Oh, I'm in D.C. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're not here. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, it's a soft. It's sort of, I guess, phase one of. Yeah. You know, res- restaurants are allowed to serve outside. And mm-hmm. oh, okay. some other shops and things are open. Mm hmm. 
We are facing a moment where, so I actually heard a great, like finally somebody explaining today that like why white people suddenly seem to give a shit about Black Lives Matter. Because I was really, Ooh. really it's trying to figure it out. Convergence? It's really trying to figure <laughs> out. It might be. You should explain that. But I do want to <laughs> say that like, for whatever reasons, which we'll get into, what's unique about this moment of Black Lives Matter protests during pandemic is that there's like, it's not just a Black conversation with a couple of white friends. It's like a conversation, mm. interracially, whatever. And that prompted you, Ashoke, to realize that we hadn't said something really explicit about our show. And I want you mm-hmm. to share that. Back in, when did we start the show? Uh, mm-hmm. 2017? Yeah. So I conceptualized the show in 2016. Mm-hmm. And when I conceptualized the show, like my, the I like the post that I put on Facebook was like, what if there was black podcast with black queer femmes talking about black queer shit and people were like yeah do it (laughs) and then (laughs) and then the spreadsheet was born (sighs) and so I while that is something that Kiri and I have sort of always oriented ourselves around when we create this work I don't know that we've ever said it and I think that you know manifestation is important and so you know this podcast centers the voices and needs and joys and journeys of black queer folks and we know that our audience is diverse and like, I can't tell you not to listen to the podcast. Mm-hmm. But, In fact, join a Patreon. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. I was like, give us your money. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we're always holding and elevating black and indigenous queer people of color. Like that is mm-hmm. what we're doing out here. In these podcast streams. Yeah. So like it's not like so well, like well, if, if you're new to this because you're like, somebody told me I listen need to listen to more black podcasts, like welcome. And like we've been on that shit. Like we all black, all queer, Correct. every day, all day. So yeah, enjoy. Hold on your butts. Welcome. And we might have new listeners that came to us because we're doing a Star Trek spinoff. Uh <laughs> um, it's true. so that might bring interesting folks, which is like, you know, Star Trek is famous for its like diverse sort of quote-unquote mission Gene Roddenberry we'll talk about that later in the next episode but like yeah we're we're very intentionally centering blackity blackness we've had one non-black identifying guest and he can hang out because he knows how to have a seat when needed (laughs) it's true it's true so we have like just a random list of things that like literally here are all the things that that I could think of I give myself like a two minute (laughs) free write and it was like blackbird is weak go Kiria Oh, I'm going now. I thought you were going to run down the whole list. Okay. No, no, no. Okay. Go. So, okay. Okay. Let me, let me frame this a little bit differently. So <laughs> I gave a preamble about what's going on in the world. You talked about, oh, and by the way, we're, we're blackity black all day, every day. So anyways, we want to talk about what's going on in the world, but really what I want to send there is like, what's been bringing me joy and allowing me to mm. try to sleep and try to not have anxiety running its course through me like a horse race, like. Yeah, And yeah. Um, if you paid attention to one of the less murderous events of racism in the last few weeks, it was Amy Cooper well. calling the cops on the black birder, um, Chris Cooper, in Central Park in New York City. And that opening up a dialogue again about like the role of white women in uh, criminalizing and victimizing uh, or I would say weaponizing black, uh, weaponizing police against black men. Right. Great conversation to be had. The antith- the antithesis of that was centering 
nerdiness and the fact that he's a black birder <laughs> and he likes to he's a black gay, black birder. gay birder legendary Woo! status he <laughs> likes to go out to the woods and fucking look at birds all day and you know what mm. so do i <laughs> and so it, there's this hashtag black birders week you can still find the tweets and and black af in stem which we'll also link to on twitter started mm. a sort of convening of folks who are either just like natural enthusiasts or scientists in the sciences, mm -hmm. in STEM. Mm -hmm. And so I started this saying that my favorite bird was a hawk. And it is. And, and I said, birds find me. And they do. If you don't know, I have a feather tattooed on my chest. I have a chicken tattooed on my leg. Um, <laughs> and I have been like surrounded by bird and bird energy and bird magic for a really long time. The longer story mm -hmm. of the hawk, short, medium version of the hawk story, which I'm not <laughs> sure if I told in the podcast before. But a hawk. So one day I'm, I'm in New York City in Union Square, whole ass middle of the urban high rises, walking along mm -hmm. mind my own damn black business and something falls on my head. And it's a full grown red tailed hawk that has broken its fall, falling out of the sky and landing on my hairdo and onto the street. <laughs> and oh, my God. it was alive and you can't tell, but there are so many incredulous looks happening <laughs> in this Zoom call right now. <laughs> and it was it was stunned but alive and like walking around being like, what was that? Thanks to you. Right. Thanks to you. So I was like, what right. was that? You just land on my head. It's like your head was right there. So uh, <laughs> um, and then before that, I had like this kind of relationship with the sparrow when I was going through like my first really big breakup and like though I'm not a Christian, like there is parts of like uh, Christian worship practice and and iconography that has moved and meant a lot to me. And His Eyes on the Sparrow is one of those like hymns and songs. Um, I grew up ra uh, raising chickens. So yeah, so I have embraced my full on black birderness. I bought some binoculars <laughs> and I go uh, out yeah. into the park. Very cute. I go out into the park cute. and I look for birds and I feel so black and so nerdy and it feels so good. <laughs> <laughs> mm, mm, mm. <laughs> so what about y'all what is something that is keeping you like from going under in this moment of all the things um uh, well i mean two things several things many things a i mentioned harmonic convergence i had never watched avatar the last airbender before mm. i did watch cora but i didn't watch atla um, and so I, I binged the entirety. And I have watched of I've watched none of these, so I'm just smiling and nodding, and going, "Cool, tell me about it." Uh, you should totally watch Great. both of them. Um, but harmonic convergence is like essentially when like every planet in the solar system lines up, and it's supposed to be really magical. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, like watching Avatar, like and and it really like essentially fandom has been the thing that's like keeping me like grounded mm -hmm. and experiencing joy because black people love avatar i didn't know this <laughs> i like i lost somewhere mm -hmm. there was a disconnect between like my tumblr when i was still on tumblr and like black people in avatar <laughs> but people are really bringing things back and i'm like so wow. what is harmonic convergence you've mentioned it several times what is that yeah so harmonic convergence is this moment in it's actually not in it's not in Avatar. It's in um, Korra, who is the like the next Avatar after Aang, who is the last Avatar, mm -hmm. um, quote unquote. And harmonic convergence is when the planets line up 
and the in the spirit world, the North and South Pole join together and the two spirits, Rava and Vatu, who are the embodied spirits of light and dark, go back at it for their like battle for the next for control of the next 10,000 years. Right. So Rava is like the spirit of light. Wait, so and like, wait I'm lost. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's fine. Okay. We can is, talk but about is this it a metaphor for right now? It's literally a metaphor for right now. And I'm like, oh, like, what if like harmonic convergence is happening and like we are this is the battle, right? Mm. Like this is it. Like we are battling for maybe the next 400 years. What that looks like. I mean, we've been low key battling for 400 years already. So, okay, (laughs) so it's like, cool, like maybe maybe this is it. Like maybe this is like the time that like we needed to like fucking learn to bend all the goddamn elements and be out Mm -hmm. here in these like police abolition and Mm -hmm. you know getting white people to like acknowledge their whiteness and Mm -hmm. also like taking down statues Mm -hmm. ways all right i I will do my homework and i will learn about airbender thank you what about you b what's keeping you oh um yeah i mean i have a lot of practices now the most consistent one is 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 walking going on walks um mm-hmm. when quarantine started it was still kind of cool here mm-hmm. so we would go on long walks now it's pretty hot <laughs> so <laughs> it's um so it's a few it's like two sometimes three walks a day just nice go around the block take charlie um, Charlie's your beautiful dog. Yeah, my 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 mom's young prince dog. <laughs> he uh, is a prince. <laughs> and also, it's it's like it's getting to sort of see the neighborhood. Um, I I grew up in this house, but I don't know. You know, people are in their homes, and and you don't you don't meet people, and it's like seeing how black the neighborhood is. Mm. You just you just like all these. You know, people have pictures of their kids who've graduated, you know, in the yard. Oh, they put the picture and in the yard? Oh. Yeah, they people had signs made of, like, congratulations to so-and-so class of 2020. So and they put it in the yard or in the window. And, like, we had, um, our block had, a had like, a Black Lives Matter parade. <laughs> I don't know. We, we all just, like, went outside with signs and, like, just I love it. <laughs> stood there. I don't know. But it, I don't know. Yeah, the walks, the walks have been it's it always even if we just go one block around, I come back feeling better in some way, you know? Mm. Yeah. So that's nice. Beautiful. Yeah. I, I need to walk more. I, I'm glad I have a dog to get me out, but I appreciate your yeah. three or four walks a day as a challenge. <laughs> I hear you. Maybe not three to four, but two. Okay, well, maybe one to two. (laughs) Word. It's okay. I want you to lightning round, like, just go through your whole list. Oh, okay. My list. Uh, Mm -hmm. It was Blackbirders Week, Arrest Brianna Taylor's Murderers, Fireworks. Fireworks! (laughs) Statues coming down all over the place. All cops are bad. Is this harmonic convergence? The pandemic is still happening. Please wear a mask. JK Rowling sucks. Gemini season was doing a lot. Welcome to cancer season. Are you ready to be in your feels? 
<laughs> um, I have a controversial response to one of those. Uh oh. And by controversial, I mean open opening a political dialogue, oh, which okay, is okay. as an abolitionist. Which let me not like lie and say that I've like been an abolitionist for years and years and years, but like I mean. I've been affiliated with like organizations that have abolitionist politics, such as the Ajuwood Project we both have. I have mm-hmm. been a fan of and used the name of Angela Davis for a long time as a political lineage of mine. And I have mm-hmm. friends who are scholars, such as S.M. Rodriguez, who are writing about abolitionists. So this is abolition of all prisons, all police, right. all jails, mm-hmm. all the mm-hmm. criminal justice system as we know it completely abolished, which means that... Mm-hmm not calling for the arrest of someone, even if they've done something that's racist, Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. even in this moment, at least asking the question, is there another way to bring justice? What does justice really look like? Yeah, I've been sitting with that question a lot. I, too, will not front out here in these streets like I've been like that. I always agree with like Angela Davis and Miriam Kaba. Like, I Mm -hmm. don't like sometimes I'm like, I can't imagine that world, mm. right? Mm. But I I have come to realize like that's 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 that doesn't mean that that world is not possible. Right. It literally means that like there are things around me and like the way that I am thinking and moving that mean that I I literally my brain cannot can't see that yeah. yet. Well, that doesn't mean it'll never happen and that doesn't mean it needs to happen right now, but like it's it's still a process. Yeah, I mean I when I I think I first was introduced to the idea of of prison abolition when I was like 19. Mm -hmm. And initially I was like, that's crazy. (laughs) Right. You know what I mean? Like that's that's Mm -hmm. that's what everybody who grew up in this in this space kind of that's what you're meant to think. And then and then when you hear ideas and visions Mm -hmm. and thoughts, even a lot of people have been, I, you know, creating ideas for what could happen right. instead of prisons and instead of the police mm-hmm. and 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 it's like oh actually that all of that yeah, makes, it, like, sense. makes a lot of sense right you yeah like <laughs> but but we're so like locked into this structure that it's like ah that's that's total that's very scary yeah. but mm-hmm. you know just taking a minute to visualize like well what if this what if that right. what if we had this mm-hmm. and that and right. that and like and and just the idea of like of you know, just talking about a lot of people have been talking about the the pressure of like all the things that police officers are doing. Mm-hmm. It's like too mm-hmm. many things. They're acting as social right. workers. They're acting. They're responding to mental health stuff. They're responding to homelessness, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, that's crazy. Like we don't <laughs> it doesn't make sense. And yeah, I don't know. So like it's it's yeah. And, and it's interesting that you that you bring up like not you know calling for the arrest of these these people who who have murdered, murdered someone, you know like, black people right. that's yeah. very it's troubling to the spirit absolutely and, and i've heard people yeah. say yeah. and i and i understand this feeling and i it sits in me too is like well the the, the system we currently live in that is mm-hmm. the metric for measuring whether or not someone has done something wrong that needs to be stopped. And so given that's Correct. where we are, yeah. let's use the tools at hand. And I hear that. And that's probably what's going to happen. But like a couple of things yeah. like. But like the master's tools will never dismantle the master's. Right. House. Well, that that right. as like a is a lovely like abstract like phrase that, that Aji Lord gave us that that's like been overwrought. But like 
have been overused, mm-hmm. but like five weeks ago, let me three and a half weeks ago, I did not think we would be hearing Minneapolis talking about dismantling their police force. I thought that right. was out of this world sci-fi, right? Yeah. And it's really happening sci-fi. right now. So yeah. right. if we don't talk about it, if we don't imagine it, if we don't demand it, right. it won't ever mm-hmm. happen. And mm-hmm. I, and just yeah. to like give a little bit more of a oomph, like, and we'll link to, An- you know, Angela Davis and Mary Macaba's uh, work and, you know, people who spent their whole life talking about this who know more than we do. But, um, but I want to say that like the thing that starts to turn for me is learning about the history of prisons and what they're actually designed mm-hmm. to do. And they don't, mm. even even if we pretend that they're useful for something, what they're useful for is labor, making cheap labor, yeah. and mm-hmm. um, taking people out of society so that we don't have to think about them. But then when they re-enter society, they become mm-hmm. in, unable to function in society. Therefore, it is, cre- it is leading to the thing that we are labeling as criminality. So yeah. it's actually not good at helping <laughs> in any yeah. way. Yeah. yeah. And I think the piece that, you know, I probably have like high school trauma over is like, you know, when you when you read the 13th Amendment, mm-hmm. like it, re- it it's clear that it's like slavery is illegal, except. Right. You know, and I'm and I always I took exception to that, except because even then I was like, but. People who look like me are the people who are in prison, mm-hmm. right? People who look like me are the ones on those chain gangs. People who look like me like mm-hmm. are the ones being paying cents on the dollar for hours of their work. So like that exception is not satisfactory to me. And mm-hmm. and I was essentially told, you know, like you were told in high school, like stop causing trouble mm-hmm. and telling the teachers that they're wrong. But like that that has never and it would be years before I heard the word abolition, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. even more years before I really was like, if Octavia Butler can imagine a world like we saw in Lilith's Brood, then mm-hmm. I can start to think about a world without prison. <laughs> like, you can do it, yep. girl. Yeah. So, yeah. It's definitely still a, a journey. And speaking of dismantling institutions that don't serve us, even though they pretend to, Ooh. I actually wanted to specifically talk with you, B, as someone who operates sort of as your main career, your main thing, thing, a fellow performing artist. And this mm-hmm. moment of like, oh, we can't do shows. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. we can't go like Woo! see the people with our work. And then yeah. institutions that claim to support artists, which we know have been flawed for decades, as you said, like you didn't hear yourself in publishing uh, in in, mm-hmm. in mass distributed music and you didn't hear yourself um, and I didn't see myself on the stage. And, and, you know, we barely see ourselves in literature, though that's probably like the best example of where we can find some semblance of like yeah. queer identity and black identity. Yeah. If you had a wish, I'm putting you on the spot a little bit, but like what do you want the rebuild of this industry this field for artists to look like like what is the how are artists a part of the brave new world or what do we need or want does that question make sense yes yes there are a few things that are on my mind and they're not really fully formed thoughts yes i sprung this on you so (laughs) yeah but like one thing that's on my mind is is sort of this the silence of like celebrities right now Mm -hmm. because they're like actually incapable of 
producing without teams. Right. So like, you know, makeup artists, hair, costumes, producers, da da da. Like it's 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 sh- almost shocking to me how mm. little we've heard from a lot of people. Mm. <sighs> Which yeah. And and like people don't want to release music right now because it's weird. They just don't know. They don't know. Nobody knows. Mm-hmm. And like. <sighs> While you're formulating this I, next thought, I just want to mm-hmm, I want to mm-hmm. I want to like I know exactly what you're talking about. And I just want to like name this also from like the theater world is like our industries of performing arts are struggling to figure out how to produce work, because even if it's not a live performance, it, there's a, an infrastructure built around both like you're saying like multiple levels of in some case alienation and removal from the art making into like Mm -hmm. bureaucracy right that can't function in this pandemic right and Mm -hmm. sometimes it's like actual like support that like is helpful and good that can't be funded Mm -hmm. in this moment also like there's a funding stream issue because all of the funding for all these support systems have been tied up with commercial advertising which is relying on people going outside to shop Right. So music and performing arts, television, theater is like ah, on like the commercial Mm -hmm. mainstream celebrity realm, just like you're observing. So I just wanted to like affirm what you said and like give some more color to it. Yeah. Yes. That. And and also like I I think in in all of this, I'm always like dreaming and wishing for a world and a space where in pop culture, and in any in any artistic realm that like sincerity is mm. is valued mm. it's really just not <laughs> in pop culture specifically i think in the past few years it's just not yeah. a a part of uh yeah it's just not valued it's just not like a big a big thing and i i, I and i think we're all really confused <laughs> and we're all struggling in in a way we've never have and my hope is that if you know however we come back together we're all just really grateful to be there as artists as audience members and that like we Mm -hmm. we're craving something that's real in a way do you know what I mean like yes and that and that's what that's why I think it's interesting that like big you know, larger than life celebrities have kind of disappeared because it's like that show, like that showbiz yes. isn't cute right yeah, now. That it's like not, right. yeah, it's not yeah. work. It's not going to work now. And y'all have to like regroup and brainstorm something new because it's like, yeah, it's like the, the, the big hair and makeup. I mean, I, I love it. I, it's, it's all a blast, right. but it's just like, yeah. Right now we're so fucking confused yeah. and scared yeah. and sad, and you know. I think that it has the that lack of content has made space for people who are not the like big fish right. to create content, mm-hmm. right? Like right. Uh I'm I'm thinking particularly about like nightlife, so like burlesque and pole and like other sort of like nighttime entertainment things that people often say are like akin or adjacent to sex work and you know yeah like sure it means that you can't go see Hamilton right now 
But you can go and watch dozens, literally dozens of pole dancers and burlesque folks and like all kinds of dancers really like perform. And you, you there's still right? content on Instagram, mm-hmm. on Zoom. Mm-hmm. Demon time is real. What time? Um, Demon Demon, oh, sorry, no, sorry, I didn't hear you. I, I, I got it. I'm with it. I'm cool. Um, I'm relevant. <laughs> um, and and so it means like I have made, and and this is like it's a this is a hard metric mm-hmm. to like quantify because like you know it comes from lots of different things. But I've made more money in tips mm-hmm. doing shows at home. Yeah than I've ever made doing shows in That's person so cool. when people could like see me and touch me, you know? Yeah. I think so you're safer in so many ways. First of all, I'm safer because, <laughs> you know, yeah. touch and, and boundaries yeah. and like that, those are hard things to negotiate yeah. when you're like in yeah. the middle of a performance, yeah. Yeah. you know? But it's clear to me when I'm at home that I can do what I want. I don't have to worry about anything. And when I'm done, I can take off my pasties and lay down. And, and the you know? people love it. <laughs> and, and people are like, yes, I am here for the work that you're doing. I'm here for this artistry, even though I, I'm not in the same room mm. as you mm. are. I still want and, and, and appreciate mm. this content, yeah. right? And I think that the space, more and more people are coming up with creative ways to be like, great, we can't go outside we going to figure out a way to do it this way. Right. And like that, that goes for like the tarot girls that goes yeah. for the waist bead girls <laughs> that goes for the, you know, the, the girls who are doing their like uh, boss lady luncheons, like, at, like all of those things, people are like, Oh, the big guys who can't get their, all their teams together. Yeah. But I've been my own team this whole yeah. time. And so I know it. how to do it. Yeah, this is Whoop. this is a little bit of a hustler's like moment right now. Like hustlers oh, yeah. come to the front. <laughs> uh, I want to yeah. speak uh, to this sincerity thing for a moment and quote my friend Sydney L. Mosley, who, um, you know, I was talking with her on another project that I'm um, working on. And she was saying so smartly, like, even when the clubs and the concert halls open up again, it's going to take and the theaters and all that. It's going to take. A, a minute to reestablish the safety, the the purpose yes. for audiences to show up. People are going to ask themselves, why would I go to that? And if so, if your art is not mm-hmm. helping people f- answer questions that are fundamental yeah. to their life, why are they going to show up for you? And that doesn't mean you can't have, like you were saying, be the wigs and the and the eyelashes and all that. But like, oh, yeah. And also what else? Like there needs to be some meaning making, some sense making, some responding Mm. to the call otherwise Mm -hmm. it's not worth the risk it's not worth your whole life to go see you know an empty performance right yeah yeah Yeah. oh let's go home and have gay sex we'll do it for the president the sons of the confederates oh they wish they had Ready for yeah, a I'm toast? sweating balls in my closet. <laughs> There's literally sweat beads dripping down my it's, back and chest from the cleansing. moment we started. <laughs> you're so for the last hour and a half, you're glowing right now. Thank you. you and I'm ready to get out of the sauna. So, okay. Uh, I will do the toast. So I would love to toast to 
this idea of authenticity, right? Of like somehow through all the shits, we are like forging our way towards a space where we like get to be more authentic, mm. right? And we mm. we are forcing, we are forcing systems that were inauthentic, were unsustainable, were violent mm. to recourse, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I that... As hard as that is in large and small ways, I think it's really important. So cheers to uh, existential authenticity or some shit like that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Word. <laughs> cheers. Oh, cheers. Cheers, y'all. <laughs> My drink is done. But... <laughs> Great. We're going out. So it's true. Use the hashtag cheer. Well, you do this one because I messed it up on the intro. Go. <laughs> uh, use the hashtag cheers the letter N queers and pod in on Twitter Instagram and Facebook we actually have an Instagram hey. now so you should follow us on Instagram and also play in the hashtag tell your friends about this podcast you can meet some cuties you can tell us what you're drinking mm-hmm. and you can spend more time absorbing the fun Star Trek memes that are going to be coming your way. <laughs> there will be other things other than Star Trek memes as well, I think. Yes. We have? <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, go check out the Patreon. Um, there's various tiers. The link's in the show note. You can join for as little as, I think it's like five bucks or even less than that. I don't know. It's low and... It's two dollars. You can join for two dollars. Or you can give us all your money. Both are options. Um, Both. And if not, you can rate us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts and leave comments. We love to hear them and we like to read them on the show and it helps people find the podcast. And uh, the music in this episode was provided by B. Sedwell. I don't know if Woo. you heard of her. She's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> I think, why don't, why don't we do like an all B. Sedwell uh, tracks? I will... Gladly. <laughs> you it. <laughs> um, so you can find B at bstudwell.com and on these internet streets. Yeah. <laughs> and we are a member of the Gifted Sounds Network. Uh, this episode was produced by Shoka and Kiria. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, with existential and actual support from Lance John. Um, <laughs> bye, y'all. I'm the entree and dessert and the whole snack.